Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Supermarcado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best, the very most classic and nostalgic video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. What Carl is alluding to is that this is a long overdue episode where we spotlight on the music of the Pilot Wings series. Uh, some of our favorite retro classic VGM. I think when it comes to Can't Pilot get more Wings lovable music, than this. yes, most of us think of Soya Oka's just kind of flagship SNES title, Pilot Wings, which has this wonderful jazzy fusiony score that we've celebrated time and time again on this podcast. Uh, but there's also an incredible score to Pilot Wings 64 by Western composer Dan Hess that we've yeah. lauded and sung its praises. And there's another more ancillary title that we're going to focus focus on a little bit today that we haven't spent as much time talking about. So I'm excited about that as well. This is just really it's one of those episodes. I'm pinching myself that I can't believe we I had to double check. I did check through our whole archive and we've never done a pilot wings episode. And it's perfect that there are three titles because each one of these titles isn't quite long enough to have its own spotlight episode. Right. But when you put them all together, it's absolutely perfect. Uh, we have talked many times about the importance of the first Pilot Wings game for that system, for the hardware. It's just really a cutting edge video game. And Koji Kondo, in a lot of ways, kind of established, I imagine, what the the palette was going to be because he was the sound programmer for that game. And so I think the way that the game sounds as far as instruments, I think is probably owed to Koji Kondo. Well, he did he also did, compose one track. Yeah, he composed the first piece of music for the game. Um, and not the first piece you hear, but right. the first piece written for the game was the helicopter theme, which has a very different sonic style than I think what Soya Oka brought to it. It's but I very do true. think that one thing that that piece of music does is rely on some extended harmony. Um, it, it, that piece is sort of built on this sort of fourths in parallel sound that we've talked about time and time again. It with has different an airship Japanese composers sound to it, doesn't it? Absolutely. It feels like you're and an I think hope, I wonder if that maybe influenced Soya Oka to kind of use more chord extensions and not have to think triadically in the style of a lot of Nintendo NES music that's yeah. very simple and about these basic elemental melodies. This is more of a jazz language. The real appeal to Pilot Wings is. Uh, it, it is pastiche, but it's really getting into the weeds harmonically of the older yeah. jazz vocabulary. Well, before we talk more about this first score, let's talk a little bit about what you just heard playing in. We def we definitely have to discuss skydiving from Pilot Wings. This one is composed by Soyo Oka. First thing that I always feel when I listen to this is those crazy bold rhythms that happen on the A section. Uh, it's it's really wild stuff. Then that B section is so beautiful with the classic Pilot Wings jazzy harmony sound that we're going to hear a lot today. Absolutely. We have a little medley, a montage of three different tracks, and I believe we've done this in this exact same configuration before pretty recently on the podcast. Yeah, uh, I but think it's because these are three brief cues that all are in succession with one. Yeah, another I on actually the added one today. And so uh, before we had usually just done two. And so th there's a third one that's also incredibly short and incredibly classic that I thought, let's just add all three. So here's what we have. We have opening flight club and choose aircraft. You're going to hear all three in succession and then we'll talk about it. This is again composed by Soyo Oka from Pilot Wings. 
One of the cool things about this little medley we're hearing of short little jingles from Pilot Wings is so many different styles of music conveyed. I mean, from the flight club to the Choose Aircraft, you're going from this kind of Latin jazz, old-fashioned sound to more of a modern funk fusion sound with the slap bass. And so, yeah, it's all very cohesive and it's all very imaginative and fun. This is such good short music. <laughs> yeah, this Choose Aircraft is such a great groove. I mean, this would be an awesome great menu music. tune for, like, yeah, a modern kind of funk group to just riff well, on. Well, I'm, I'm of the opinion that solos. the menu music that Soyooka composed for the SNES really laid the foundation for so many VGM composers. When it comes to menu themes, we're going to hear that a little bit today, but there's something classic about having uh, a vamp that is really immediately appealing, and then typically what she does and what a lot of composers will do is you'll take that exact idea and then you'll modulate it down and then you'll bring it up, and it's this kind of endless loop quality. Yeah, there's a real progressive sound to her writing, and I feel like even, like, motivic things, there's not as many, like, full-spun tunes in Pilot Wings. There are some, but yeah. there's not as many, like, full melodic tunes that get reused, but there's a lot of little motivic ideas. Like, to me, this ba 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 yeah. Uh, it is kind of a, a interpretation of the ba 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 ba, ba at the very the yeah. kind of opening. So it's 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 similar shapes, similar similar gestures. Also this choose aircraft theme I think is very much influenced by some of Koji's music in Super Mario World, which I think was in development at the same time. A lot of the instrument choices are very similar to what you get in the sort of and he Bowser's layer. To be honest. Yeah, exactly. So and one cool thing about today is there's a few tracks, even from the original Pilot Wings, that we've actually never played on the podcast. So it's going to be fun to finally play some of those. All right, let's move on to a track that we love here at the Supermercado Bros. This is one of the pieces that we perform in our band. It's such a great piece of music, such a unique piece of music. This is Light Plane from Pilot Wings. guys listening to light plane it's such a classic piece of music composed by soyo oka for pilot wings for the super nintendo which came out in 1990 uh and in a lot of ways she set the tone for what this new generation of video game music could be i mean there's so much imagination in this piece and if koji was the person to kind of choose the instruments he did a great job of kind of bringing this to life you have so many interesting sounds and you can kind of hear the the real world approximations of what those would be. It's like, oh, this is like a, a drum kit in a Rhodes and uh, maybe like a, a digital synth. It's it's hard to fully know what, what they are, 
Um, but they're very charming Ewey, and imaginative. Ewey-esque because it yeah. has like a woodwind color, almost like English horn sort of timbre. Yeah. But it's, the whole score is in this sort of jazz fusion-y world that, especially after listening to last week's episode, it, it kind of feels like that's more <laughs> the idiom that is being evoked here. And then, yes, you yeah. get those very explicit kind of synth colors at the end, bop, 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 both in articulation and in timbre, that it feels like it is, is even on the primitive, you know, limited Super Nintendo, trying to evoke that hybrid sound of arranging of Absolutely. acoustic and electronic elements together. You know what's such a treat today? We've never, clearly we've never done this. We've never listened on the podcast to all of this music back to back. I mean, how many times have we played light playing? How many times have we played, you know, that opening on the podcast? So many times, but we've never done all of this back to back to really get immersed into this well, sound. So light cool. playing also as a melody is so freaking koji. Like, I feel like <laughs> what Soya Oka did here is she's really kind of isolating in one of the things that it, it feels koji about it to me is the quirky pitches that it lands on it's simple in terms of shape and direction but complex in terms of context when you're landing on a note it starts on a dissonance it'll land on a dissonance it'll resolve to another dissonance because the yeah. chord will change and it has this simple diatonic phrase shape at least for the a section but then what's cool is the b section is sort of the opposite approach which is always great sometimes to have contrasting sections because the b section much more follows the chord progression but yeah. because of that it's more explicitly chromatic it's such a fun um, so melody especially characters. it comes to life in a real band i mean there's something really fun about playing this and it, people really respond to this one live it's just a right. great this tune well, and there's like other melodies, like in Breath of the Wild, the uh, Kokiri Forest or whatever it's called, where you get the Master Sword. That's another example of a melody that I feel like is trying to do the Koji thing. Yeah. It's like landing on these big leaps to a really interesting kind of spicy note that is I so love, good i always love light playing i know we played one time there's that great kind of acapella version or that version with yeah like... from the smash series i think <laughs> yeah that's really fun yeah classic all right let's move on to the next one this is so much fun it's rocket belt from pilot wings You guys are listening to Rocket Belt. This is composed by Soyo Oka, and it might be the most fun <laughs> track on the score. Definitely the most funny. It's it's a little bit silly. Um, part of that comes to that synth vocal instrument that is just an absolute blast. I mean, it makes you smile and laugh. But it's a really cool tune. 
It's kind of, in some ways, feels like the sequel to Light Plane. It's perfectly suited to be the, the next track in the score, going from Light Plane to Rocket Belt. It, it's the same composer, it's the same world that we're flying around in. This well, is so and I think good. Musically, one of the things that's doing that is the harmonic progression in Dorian that's using a lot of planing chords. It reminds exactly. me a lot of Elmer Bernstein's Vamp for Ghostbusters. Oh, sure. You know, like if you picture them walking up the stairs, there's that. There's something light, comic about it. In she was really into that of, vamp idea. It's something that in the next track yeah. we're going to move to, she does too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really effective in creating an immediate mood without needing to be too explicit. It's a very different context of the Dorian mode than some of the context that we've talked about before, which is maybe to evoke the more folk Gaelic aspect right. or the heroic aspect. This feels much less heroic. It actually just sounds more like kind of cool jazz sort of 50s modal elevator music a little bit yeah very kind of sweet and sensitive laid back yeah elevator music exactly um and you can tell there's such comic intention with how pastiche it is because Mm -hmm. that sample is it's hard not to laugh because it's that vocal (laughs) but it's like in that sort of classic i just learned how to use a sampler way um you know as it gets pitched up and pitched down the frequency at which it sort of morphs changes so the lower notes go wow and the high notes go wow and so it's like it it just really you have to remember the context right this is 1990 and so that was really exciting to do that at that time i mean i picture (laughs) ferris bueller with his little keyboard All right, guys, let's move on to... I mentioned that there's some similarity compositionally uh, to this track in what she established in Lightplane and Rocket Belt. This one's so good. Let's take a listen to Hang Glider. guys listening to hang glider it's such a tasty piece of music composed by soyo oka and potentially uh you know mixed maybe we should say when it comes to snes at least by koji kondo uh yeah this is so cool there's so much that i love about this track it it feels like it's the same world as light plane and rocket bell this is all the same musical world this is a game that was one of the first to feature that mode 7 graphics capability where you could take something and, and rotate it and scale it to make it feel 3D. And so there's a there's a very relaxing and exploratory vibe that this game has. And the music fits it perfectly. The, the best thing about this piece is it's, it's we were talking about this when we were listening to it. I never really uh, appreciated it before, but it feels windy. Like this piece of music yes. evokes the wind. 
I think in a the crazy melodic way. line, the yeah, ba 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 ba, which has the, there's this. First of all, how punctuated it is that each one of those notes is so articulate. It's not yeah yeah yeah. It's yeah ba 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 ba. And so also with the sort of spaced out delay that you oh, get. Oh, the delay. The yes. tail is so. Yeah. It feels like it's rippling, you know, off into the deep blue sky. And there's it's something so about true. that. That's, it's really great kind of musical imagery. And that there's a subtlety to that that is so great in media music. But it's not something that happened a lot back in the day with games because there's a subtlety to that that has to do with implementation, but also an intentional compositional choice where it's like, I feel like the melody was both written and produced with the same goal in mind. It isn't right. that there's just some amorphous tune that's being fitted to the situation. The melody is specifically a ri written because its shape gives you certain emotions and then the kind of arrangement and production furthers that, which I think is such an yeah. accomplishment for um, a soundtrack of this period on the Super Nintendo. I totally agree. Well, this is one of the pieces of music that we've never played on the podcast, so it's long overdue to finally play this. It's Bonus Game. And in classic Soyooka fashion, oh man, she knows how to write bonus themes for the Super Nintendo. Absolutely classic and fun. This is Bonus Game from Pilot Wings. You guys are listening to Bonus Game. This is from Pilot Wings, and this is also composed by Soyo Oka. So far, everything we've heard today, that's been the case. Uh, I'm so glad we finally get to talk about this and play this. This is such a fun bonus theme. Uh, this would have been a great choice for one of our bonus... Uh, maybe we only had one bonus stages episode. If that's the case, we got to do another one. This is so classic. Uh, it's not one that I would listen to as much over the years. Uh, whenever I would be in the mood to listen to Pilot Wings, I'd usually do one of the stage themes but yeah this is so fun yeah i love that sort of uh circle of fifthsy progression at the end yeah da, 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 da. yeah, yeah da, the silly da, da, vocal da, da, da. instrument yeah, again da, 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 da. i mean that's so soya oka just wow. the progression <laughs> the instrumentation and then the shape of that melody how it leaps up to that note um it's really it has a in overall, like if you were gonna draw it on paper, it has a recognizable shape or form. Yeah. And those things are so great to turn into sequences um, because it just sounds so melodic and you get so much mileage where I think sometimes sequences in melodies can be less effective or sound less satisfying when they're really simple, kind of just a scale up. Yada da da, yada da da, yada da da, yada da. Like that it's doesn't cooler feel when you necessarily have as melodic, but yada da da da, papa, yada da da da, papa. You could kind of keep going with that because it's such a strong nugget of an idea to kind of transpose and play what a cool around track. with. 
I love Soyooka bonus stage themes. Okay, uh, this reminds me of one of our short and sweet episodes. I think at least one of one of these jingles were featured in one of those episodes. So what we're doing now is we're doing another back to back smattering of two short pieces of music. We have bad points followed by good points. It's pretty self-evident, you know, depending on how you did on a stage, there are different pieces of music that would play and they're kind of related to each other. So maybe two variations on a similar idea. These are both composed by Oka. Again, let's take a listen to bad points followed by good points. funky i love her fusiony bass writing on the score particularly for these little jingles it reminds me of what she did on the opening just really fast paced that slap bass instrument is so fun i love how this is the same basic piece of music uh two different arrangements of it reminds us of what happened in flight club to choose aircraft right where you're going from this kind of latin simple piano sound to more of this funky fusion sound. Right. Well, and also what she does with SimCity, the sort of good ending, bad ending, the different town themes that are all evolutions of, it's not exactly that it's the same theme. Like, it's not like Mario World where this is this melody in one setting versus another. But it's more of like, yeah, they share a common ancestor or DNA. This one is more of an explicit arrangement. But again, it's... The implementation and the presentation here is so strong because when you hear it in the first example, it evokes what the hang glider made us feel, which is that kind of yep up 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 with the tail and the delay and how punctuated those faster moving notes are. It so it has this dreamlike quality, yet the same material in a more brassy forward presentation just sounds like triumphant in victory and so what i like about it is this is an example of the bad points version not being like you screwed up but more kind of like hmm maybe you could try better next time. yeah that's what i love is that it's not the stereotypical bad results kind of a theme where it's just like haha you suck it's there's a little bit of hope to it and optimism to it well, it also shows that like good and bad are gradations of the same thing, which in this kind of game is really effective for the score. It's kind of like in Mario Kart, how they have different tiers of music depending on what yeah. rank you get. Absolutely. Because it is sort of, it's like it's sometimes spectrum. it's a matter of seconds on your time or if you didn't push a button soon enough, you landed in the wrong 
It was a good choice. If, if she was just going to have two good and bad, I mean, it was a good choice to, to go in the tone that she did. Well, now, guys, let's move on to one of the strongest pieces in the score and a very different piece of music tone-wise, but it's so good. This is Helicopter. Uh, this is composed by Koji Kondo from Pilot Wings. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to Helicopter. This is from Pilot Wings, and it's a lot darker of a piece of music than the other flying themes are, uh, and really anything else in the score. It, it's really serious. It feels like, okay, well, I need to focus a, here. It's such a perfectly functional piece of music, and I don't mean functional in that it's like doing the bare minimum, but really evoking what it's supposed to evoke. Like, flying this a helicopter is, great is not for easy. scoring. <laughs> yeah, flying a helicopter. To a train, to someone who doesn't know what they're doing, you have the stability of that ostinato. But what I also love is the pedal point here, that you get some really rich, complex slash chords, not in the fusion-y slash Very chord cool sense, chords. but in the like filmic polytonal sense where yeah. it would be like the sound of an E-flat major chord over a B natural or something, where it's yeah. these kind of unrelated sounds, but they create these extended harmonies through, again, multiple simple elements, which is, I think that's a big thing when you're talking about complexity in video game melody or harmony. It's almost always about the marriage of two or more simple elements but are put together in a way that has complexity that's something yeah. that koji does so well the other thing i love about this piece of music i feel like it foreshadows some later zelda music and also like even mario, mario galaxy. galaxy yeah yeah it's some wild. of the rhythms Going here back to this. some of the chords it, it's similar in language i think to the jingle that he wrote when you unlock the master sword the da 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 bum 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 yeah well the other thing chords moving in opposite directions makes this feel different from the the other score maybe a little bit darker is the use of mixed meter it's something that throws you off a little bit and i think that's effective right. but the later section of this is something that soyo oka really took to heart with at least the yes. staff role theme and i think others because it's that pomp and circumstance yes, graduation <laughs> kind of and, march feel and i think also the freedom to use extended harmonies again i think she went in a different genre direction but in terms of yeah uh, compositional devices and in terms of like the the big harmonic language being a part of it it's like the most appealing thing about this piece 
is the rhythms and the harmonies. And you yeah. could, it, it, just to distill it to simple elements, and that's what's the best part of Oka's music. E- even though they're it's different true. styles, it's like this isn't a score about the catchiest tunes. This is a score about just really solid grooves and well-constructed harmonic forms. Interesting chords. That yeah. have, yeah, nuanced emotion, but are done in a very specific stylized way. It's so tasteful. Well, let's hear how Soyo Oka may have taken that piece to heart in her staff role theme, which is the last track we'll play today from Pilot Wings. piece you guys just listened to staff roll from pilot wings what a great way to end our mini focus on the first entry in the series that was composed by soya oka that's the most pomp most circumstance uh maybe i've ever heard in a video game piece it yeah, really reminds like me jazz of pomp piece. and circumstance because yes, you get these beautiful yes. major seventh chords we're not just walking the, especially down yeah, really smooth voice leading uh, that she uses in her harmonic writing. The bass lines, oftentimes there's this great half-step movement. Uh, a lot of tritone substitutions are used for that reason of having these very stepwise bass well, well, lines. One of my favorite things about this track in the context of everything we've heard today is what we what Koji established in the helicopter theme was clearly more of a filmic approach and most of her music was a little more of like a band of fusion a jazz fusion yeah. approach with this track she's kind of splitting the difference and bringing it all right. together well and i think that's something that worked really well on the super nintendo it, you know it's not that dissimilar to what hirasawa did on the original star fox even though that's one composer it's like the the opening anthemic thematic pieces have this orchestral quality, but a lot of the stage themes have a total band vibe. Yeah, um, it's true. It, almost more explicitly than this. So I, I think that kind of blend, that fusiony, and it goes back to one of Kondo's underlying philosophies when writing for the Super Nintendo, which was that video game music is eclectic and it means this sort you of have to variety of that. instrumentations. Yeah. Yeah, and make it feel purposeful. Okay, well, now we're moving from the 16-bit era to the 64-bit era. Uh, it's cool because Pilot Wings, at this point, you know, two times kind of makes a tradition. 
was uh, a launch title, also showing off what this hardware was capable of. And, and it did a really good job of that. I mean, Pilot Wing 64 was very impressive for the time and a really fun and relaxing game. And so really succeeded, I would say, just as much as the first game. It's cool because for whatever reason, they got Dan Hess, who's a Western composer. I don't know how and why they got him. I don't know of anything else he did, to my knowledge, for video games. So however that happened... It happened, and it was really cool because he had a very different take on making a jazzy fusion-y score for this relaxing flight game. Um, it fits as a follow-up, but it's a lot more of an American approach. Right. It's a lot more about the performance, about soloing, um, about taking a simple vamp and just playing around with it. So you can tell here that on the score, Dan is kind of inputting all of this stuff uh, by hand it feels like midi performance to me so it's a very different vibe it's very fun and funky let's start things off with game menu from pilot wing 64 So cool and funky. You guys are listening to Game Menu, which I believe has also never been played on our podcast before. This is composed by Dan Hess, and this is a, a real treat because this, I think, does a wonderful job of carrying the torch of Soyooka's music and transitioning smoothly. This reminds me of her menu music. It's a very similar approach to menu music, um, a little bit different, and trust me, there are plenty of times in the score where Dan is really going to go in some other directions, um, but this is one that kind of feels cohesive. Yeah, and... <clears throat> What's so great about this is it's similar to what we talked about with Mario 64. You know, the sound of the N64 is not a significant jump forward. Uh, no. Yet the graphics capabilities and a lot of the technical aspects were. So part of the challenge of what Dan Hess needs to do, particularly with a launch title like this, is to help sell that illusion that, you know, before in Pilot Wings, we were getting the the illusion of 3D, and now we're getting real 3D. And so part of it is the music needs to be almost more authentic in the styles that, you know, Soya Oka and Koji Kondo were maybe tipping their cap to in Pilot the Wings. The cap is off. In I mean, this it's game, yeah, full, it's, it's, full, it's full force. But I completely <laughs> agree with you. This, of almost all the tracks, is the one that most feels like Oka's theme. And I feel like there's yeah. even a little bit of reference to, again, some of those melodic motifs that we talked about last time with her opening and the Choose Aircraft theme with that sort of, yeah, but... 
Yeah. Well, it's cool. Uh, so that track we just played, Game Menu, and this next one we're going to play, Hang Glider, I think are the ones where it really feels like he's honoring the Soyooka tradition. But then he really gets farther into the funk realm, which I'm excited to focus on as well. But before we get quite into the that funk realm, uh, let's really relax. And this is this would be like a good piece of music to like fall asleep to or just to kind of zen out to. This is Hang Glider from Pilot Wing 64. wonderful piece this is hang glider from pilot wings 64 and it's such a treat to listen to all this chronologically going from that world that we were so submerged in and pilot wings now going to this it does feel like a new generation it feels like uh, he's going into some different directions i'm so excited to get a little bit more into the funk stuff but yeah dan has did a really good job of making this feel more advanced uh the yes. instrumentation the, the use of those samples really effective good performance great arrangement this is a piece of music that's taking advantage of a little bit more of the space that the 64 had because this is a lot longer of a form and there's a little bit more evolving that happens in this piece but really cool i l- adore this melody it's all about those Me wide too. intervals kind of like light plane um we right? talked about different stylistically again this is more earnest and innocent but even that woodwind color of the flute i do think it's a very explicit reference to something like light plane i agree also the melody is hooky around these big you know major and minor sixth leaps yeah da 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 yeah, da, 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 da. I mean, it's a it's a simple idea, but it's also so rich at the same time. Yeah, because it isn't something that's like it's. I guess it's singable in the fact that it's memorable, but it's not like the easiest, most obvious idea. But that's what makes it stand out. It's kind of anthemic in that way. Well, what's cool, guys, is let's see. Uh, I think we're playing a total of seven today from '64, and let's see. We have one, two, three, four, five more tracks left. And all of them are funk. Straight up, really, really funky, groovy, and fun. Let's hear how Dan is maybe bringing the series into a new generation. This is Rocket Belt. (laughs) 
funky. You guys listening to Rocket Belt. This is from Pilot Wing 64 by Dan Hess. It's very charming. Um, it's kind of tough to go back to listen to this music. If, if, you're, if you're a fan of funk music, going to these crappy 64 samples, I mean, it's very primitive. And I think there's a charm to that, but there are some people that might say, oh, God, this sounds bad. (laughs) There's some rhythmic issues that happen with the drums being kind of behind. But overall, I think the material that's here, it's really good performance. It's a great funk groove. It feels living and breathing. That's the coolest thing. What's that track that we've played on the podcast before that goes... I think that's Interstate 76, Spineless Funk. Okay. Yeah, oh, hell yes, minus a fun. similar. This reminds me of that, that yeah. a little. Yeah, and see, that's the most exciting thing about this is that this is music that feels living, breathing. It feels like your N64 is playing this for the first time. It feels spontaneous and fresh and live, and that is maybe the most successful thing about the score. Yeah, I completely agree. It, it, that improvisatory quality, even if it's not literally solos all the time, it has that alive. that life force energy to it that's very different than the sort of painstakingly composed and elementally simple stuff that Oka did that has more of that elevator music quality. Well, this it's doesn't sound like elevator music. This sounds more like music that you'd listen to, you know, when your call is being transferred to the other line by the like <laughs> phone company. Well, it's or funny. from like a 70s porno film. Either one of those, right? <laughs> and hopefully those two things don't meet. Uh, what's funny is our first introduction to Dan's kind of funk side uh, was going really far into that direction. This next one, I think it's maybe my favorite example because it's so simple and the groove is so strong. Um, it feels improvisatory, but it also just works really well for video game music. This is a great track. It's Skydiving by Dan Hess. <laughs> guys listening to skydiving this is so good i mean i am definitely an expert on funk and i gotta say this is legit this is really really good funk right here yes it's on the n64 and the sounds are kind of cheesy and primitive but it's just so good it's such a strong groove everything is right where it should be go back guys and listen to the bass playing i will say i don't need to say writing because he's just performing it via midi most likely listen to the bass playing it's just really solid really funky and limber i love it Mm, so good 
This is sexy, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah it's interesting. I sort of like, because we joked before that, you know, we've never heard anything else of Dan Hess, don't really know anything about him. But knowing Nintendo's history with kind of like, you know, naming Mario after that random kind of worker from a story at Nintendo of America, um, that I, I kind of like the idea of thinking that the composers at Nintendo were like, oh, none of us really know how to do funk super accurately. And then they're like, oh, yeah, there's this janitor who works at Nintendo of America who plays <laughs> Dan, in a funk right? band. Yeah, let's get janitor Dan. Just the bring him in here and the... have him lay down some stuff on this keyboard. <laughs> and he just captured the MIDI. Oh, yeah. that would be wonderful. That That's not true, but that would be really funny. Uh, man, I love that track. All right, this is a classic. You know what? I didn't really even think about track of the week this week. I don't know if there needs to be one, but this could totally be one because it's so, so fun and classic. This is a really nice homage, a nice send up to a classic Cool in the Gang track, Summer Madness, which some of you guys know that. We've talked about it before. It's really laid back and chill and sexy. This is Birdman. You can't get much sexier than this on the N64. This is Birdman by Dan Hess from Pilot Wings 64. Man, this is just such a special piece of VGM. I mean, this is seven minutes long, and there's some great solos. I mean, this is all about groove. There's not much in the way of a head. The first quasi-head that you hear is just whatever simple synth solo uh, he played, and then eventually, you know... He's trading off to different instruments, and they're all kind of soloing, really. Um, But the groove is so strong, and it captures this so perfectly when you're playing the game. I mean, you just kind of want to (laughs) stay... in this forever absolutely and the the chord voicings here are just ripped out of you know classic r&b and soul kind of chord voicings that they're right. that sort of middle point between jazz and pop music uh they're very sexy and sensitive they're subtle they're not overly crunchy but they have just enough of that sort of bite that spice to give it angle and um style it's a 
it, it's it takes kind of someone who um I would have to imagine that Dan is like a keyboard player or has played keys in a band. Oh my I mean, gosh, absolutely. Bassist, it's pretty but... it's pretty clear, yeah. Um, the cool thing, if you guys have played this game, I'm sure you have, uh, this is one of the this is the setting where it's just you and you have like wings on and um, there's something so calming and I think the music really helps this. I mean, I just feel so calm when I'm playing this. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of directions that Dan could have gone with this, but this is so perfect. And talk about bringing it into another generation or making it feel more authentic. I mean, he just nailed this one. Yeah, I think part of it, that authentic quality comes more from the kind of legitness, so to speak, of the musical phrasing, the arrangement, less to do with the actual sounds. Because honestly, it's yeah, not that sure. hard to have a pretty decent sounding fake kind of organ sample and a fretless bass sound. It, yeah. it honestly, like as things at that low register, they have a sine wave-ish quality to it. So it's like, it's it, the, yeah, arrangement. the horns aren't going to sound real, but yeah, exactly. And even the sound of those strings, they're going for like pad synth strings right? because there's not re-articulations of things they just hold for multiple and that's measures. something that you definitely hear in the 80s uh and the 70s too is, is you do sometimes hear synth strings uh in the world of funk so wow really good job dan with that track now this next track it kind of sums up the sound of the n64 for me in a lot of ways when it comes to this fusiony laid-back vibe i mean and this is called replay and it's such perfect replay music. There's something so classic and unmistakably 64 about this track. Let's play Replay by Dan Hess. funky you guys are listening to replay and this is one of the most relaxing playlists we've had in a long time this is from pilot wings 64 and i think dan did a really good job of finding samples that worked well on the 64 i mean this Rhodes yeah. sample it's it's not stock it's definitely not like the equivalent of what a gen midi uh road sample would sound like at the time i mean this is a little bit better than that um, yeah, this is a track that I love because I think it's taking the cues of Soyo Oka's menu music or, or short music where you establish a groove, you bring it up, you bring it down all day long, back and forth, back and forth. The cool thing here is he's able to solo over it, which is, right. which is really great. I also love that progression that's all about this one chromatic shift on the sixth scale degree. Right. It's the same progression that Soya Oka uses on Rainbow Road. 
Um, and it's so very Mario Kart. This that yes, it has that Mario Kart feeling in the DNA. This sort of static, almost pedal baseline, is similar to Kenta Nagata's bump bump. Bum, yeah, bum, he would bum, do that bum, a lot. Bum, bum, yeah, bum, absolutely. Bum, 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 bum. That's why it felt so 64 to me. Um, There's this feeling of stasis, I think, with a chord progression like that, that mm -hmm. sets up a chord and then changes its context and then negates it and goes back. It's kind of like, you know, thus spake Zarathustra, bum, 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 where it's like, is it major or is it minor? Anything where we're kind of going back and forth between well, two things. Well, that stasis has this is feeling of, yeah. It's what you want for menu music and definitely for replay music for that that type of genre. You you want something that you never feel like you're landing anywhere more important than than the last. So yeah, really effective. All right, one last track today from Pilot Wings sixty four, and that replay we had never played before on the podcast. This also we have never played before. So this is long overdue stuff. Let's take a listen to Bravissimo. You guys are listening to Bravissimo by Dan Hess, and I found this great interview that I'll try to link to on our Discord, but I want to read a little taste of it um, because it's cool. They actually interviewed Dan and, and, and kind of asked him how he got involved in this. So apparently uh, Paradigm Entertainment was... Maybe they co-developed this game, which is why the, the composer was a Western guy. So he says, My best friend is Wes Hoffman, one of the founders of Paradigm Simulation. We grew up together in Michigan outside of Detroit. We were video game nuts and dreamed of being able to build video games one day. While we were both musicians, keyboardists, Wes was also a gifted artist and, and leaned heavier towards art than music. He studied computer graphics, which at the time was a newly developing industry. I continued to play, travel, and record with bands in the Detroit area, two of which were signed to labels, had national releases. And so he talks, so anyway, guys, he talks a little bit about kind of his background in music and how he got involved. So yeah, I think it was that yeah, we should, paradigm. We'll put, a link, we'll put a link to that interview in the description for this episode in case anybody wants to check that out, because I think yeah. that's really cool to hear his story. I also like that his friend Wes, like Wes and Hess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's cool to... I should look more into the development of that game, but that's definitely why uh, Dan has had the opportunity. It must have been that paradigm American developer uh, that I don't know if they co-developed it with Nintendo or maybe they just completely developed it and I just need to do more research. But 
really cool story that we're we're having the sandwich, this Japanese sandwich with a little bit of American funk in the middle. Okay, <laughs> let's end our episode now, uh, focusing a little bit on Pilot Wings Resort. We're playing four pieces from the score. This is a 3DS game uh, in fitting tradition. Was a launch title for the 3DS and really showed off that technology better than maybe anything else. This was the thing that I first played at Target when I saw 3DS and I was blown away by the 3D and just how good it looked, how fun it was. And it's kind of an underrated score. Um, Asuka Ito is a great Nintendo composer that I would love to hear more from her. Uh, She really has the chops. Let's start off with Glider from Pilot Wings Resort. Absolutely amazing piece of music. One of my favorites from the series, this is Glider from Pilot Wings Resort by the wonderful Asuka Ito. This has become a classic now. I mean, the first time I heard it was only a few years ago. There's a great Smash Bros. arrangement of this, which might have been the first time I heard it, but it's such a great track. And Ito has done some great work. I just need to dig in to her music. Um, Looking at her production history here for Nintendo, uh, we have... Rhythm Heaven, which she uh, did some music arrangement for. Tamadachi Collection, Rhythm Heaven Fever, uh, Kiki Trick, Style Savvy. Uh, she did some arrangement for Smash Bros. for Wii U. Um, and she was also one of the composers on Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix. So I should check some of that stuff out. But what a great track. It, it really honors both of the previous titles. There's a good melodic callback to uh, Dan's Hang Glider theme. Yeah, it's so cool because you'd think, you know, going back to a pilot wing game developed by Nintendo that they'd want to more evoke Soya Oka's music. I also think that's the game that's more classic and is sort of more in people's minds. Um, But I I think it's so cool that it it really is kind of a unifying element that brings all these soundtracks together. Also, what a strong melody. This just from start to finish has this really beautiful, heartfelt theme that has a sort of painful, heroic quality to it. It's a little different than the other stuff we've heard, but it's incredibly strong material. And it feels in the right vibe of kind of like, and I think this game is a little bit of a sequel to something like Wii Sports Resort. And to me, it has that quality too. It reminds me of Nagamatsu's score on, on that game where it's sort of like easy listening music that's a little bit jazzy but a little bit open and wandering 
uh, yeah, this yeah. is just fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking up here, and, and we'll talk more about this score clearly, but yes, it is true that for 64, it was co-developed by Nintendo EAD, Nintendo R&D 3, as well as Paradigm Simulation, with that, which at the time I think was based in Texas, so that's cool to hear that. Yeah, it's su- this is such a great track. Um, I feel like silly that I didn't love it right when this game came out, because I don't even know if I listened to the score when this came out. There were, maybe there were too many other like big 3ds games that i was more listening to but in any case this is a classic i, mean, honestly, I love how not it's really the whole series when the 3ds came out it was kind of light ds came out yeah there was like this was one of the only good launch games it was like mm. this in that qr code game face raiders or whatever i think maybe i i was playing other console stuff and then maybe on the next wave of games that came out that's when i first paid attention possibly okay let's move on to the next track we're going to play from pilot wings resort this is jet plane absolutely adore this you guys are listening to jet plane from pilot wings resort by the wonderful asuka ito and i love how she's fusing all of the pilot wings music that came before her but making something new and fresh it really feels like 2000s era nintendo music it's really relaxing and pleasing like a lot of the music we've heard before um but a wonderful arrangement i think her production and her arrangement for the 3ds is very impressive yeah, I agree. It's a really interesting score. I kind of feel like Asuka Ito is sort of doing her homework in, in a way yeah. that is like almost for the first time in the series. Like, you know, the right? the melodic integration from previous themes, taking new chances, doing it's something amazing. that's appropriate for the series, especially a long dormant series that had this interesting sort of revitalizing as a quasi sequel to another you know, it, it's sort of a yeah. sequel to Wii Sports Resort, so it, it, uh-huh. it's, it's, it sits in this interesting place, but I think she absolutely balances it in a wonderful way. The music's probably the best part about the game. I remember it got some I would agree. mixed reviews. Um, so it was fun. I, yeah, I, I think this is really cool. I mean, here's cool. the problem with um, any time you have a game that is the primary focus is to show off the hardware. It's basically a glorified tech demo. I mean... It serves its purpose for that, but as a complete game experience, it might be a little lacking for some people. But yeah, Osuka Ito did such a good job of, of yeah, in some ways kind of making it more of a cohesive uh, thematic score than in, uh, the two games had seen before. So, okay, uh, let's play this next track. It's really cool. It's called Super Rocket Belt. 
What a gnarly piece. You guys are listening to Super Rocket Belt. This is wild, composed by Ito from Pilot Wings Resort. It's really cool and surprising and daring. It's kind of this mix of jazz, fusion, synth, electronic. It's really cool. Kind of silly, but I'm a huge fan of this. Yeah, it's super progressive. Some of these chords are so crunchy and spicy, but I Just like everything's the, again, moving together. <laughs> right. Well, and like what we've talked about with uh, some of the previous games, is there's a complexity of emotion that's meant to be here. There's like a yeah. a stability of what you're doing is really a simple, straightforward activity, especially in the context of a video game. You have a it's simple beat athletic. that is yet is representing the simplicity. Right, but what you're doing are these very dangerous feats if you were to do them in real life. You know, jumping out of an airplane and hang gliding and all this stuff that's I guess kind for of, some people, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Extreme sports. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, some of that crunchiness, I feel like, conveys a little bit of the, like, almost feeling of nervous anxiety or danger. But it's yeah. also totally within the genre style, so it's kind of like... This is flipping cool, man. I, I'm so glad that we got to play some of those those Dan tracks that we've never played, even a couple of Soyos we've never played. And then, you know, most of this Edo stuff is really cool. Now, here's one thing I'll say. Pilot Wings Resort, I think I mentioned before that it might be a little bit of a shallow game. It's a short score as well, so there's actually not much to the score. And so um, that's one of the reasons why we're playing less pieces than the others. But it's perfect to end our episode on. I mean, what she did on the score was outstanding, I think. Oh, I agree 100%, man. Yeah, this is just fantastic stuff. And guys, stick around for the playout because it's the staff credits theme uh, from Pilot Wings Resort, which was, again, composed by Asuka Ito. And it's it's perfect. It's very relaxing and jazzy. She goes back to that octave jazz guitar kind of sound that she had in Glider. It's just a perfect playout for the day to send you guys on your way and a little bit more of that elevator music vibe. Uh, Will, did you have a good time today? I had a wonderful time. You know, we so love these Pilot Wings soundtracks, and it was really fun it's to spotlight true. on one that I was less familiar with um, and kind of put it in context as a series. I hope they do another yeah. entry. I think Me too. You know, we could really use a fun Pilot Wings game on the Switch. And another score like, like this. Well, and games like this have, have sort of transitioned, I think. It, it kind of goes in line with games like Wii Sports or Wii Fit or things like that are kind of in that world. Nintendo Land a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there's so much potential for something like Pilot Wings. You know, Emma and I recently got this really fun uh, exercise game for the Switch called Yeah, we Ring actually got Fit that as Adventure. well. It's been really fun it. to play that. It's it's so it's cool because it's actually designed by Nintendo, so it has the feeling of like an actual Nintendo it's cool game and the because writing it's fun, and the music. but it is legitimate exercise too. Um, yeah, yeah. So if they ever do another Pilot Wings game, it would be really fun to have some sort of collaboration. If they could bring back, I mean, how cool would it be? This I don't know if this would happen, but imagine a Pilot Wings score where you have Soya Oka composing a few tracks. You find Dan Hess wherever he's lurking <laughs> on tour with whatever band he's in these days. And maybe you bring in Atsuka Ito as well. Uh, it would, that would be really cool. But yeah, it's uh, it's such a unique series. There's only three of these games. Very relaxing. Hopefully, the one danger I would say on this episode, if anyone's driving while listening, it's so relaxing that hopefully you guys didn't fall asleep today. 
Yeah, I I wonder the different situations that people would listen to this music. I'd like to think it'd be good playlist to listen to if you're in a sort of like romantic Valentine's Day mood. But the problem yeah. is then you have our annoying squawking in between all the sexy <laughs> tunes. This track's so. really cool, man. I love it. <laughs> Maybe find a Pilot Wings playlist on YouTube or something. <laughs> Oh, speaking of playlists, if you guys enjoyed last week's episode, which a lot of you have said you you do, so I appreciate the kind words, and we had a a great time. I made a YouTube playlist of all of those tracks, and so um, feel free if if you're interested. I shared it on our Discord, but I can I can uh, send a tweet out, or you know, if anyone's interested, you know, shoot us an email, and I can send you that playlist uh, if you want to enjoy that music without our jabbering and to hear the full length of stuff as well. All right. I think that's about it. Anything else you got at the end? Will? that's it for me. Sweet. I hope you guys all had a very nice and safe Valentine's day. And yes, hope everything's going well. Absolutely. Enjoy staff credits from pilot wings resort. My name is Carl Brueggemann and I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. (laughs) 